the UCC studios. I'm your host, Jason Varner, and it's time for another episode of American Huddle. Tonight, we turn our attention to our nation's capital, where a little more than 24 hours ago, absolute chaos erupted on First Street as hundreds of protesters stormed the Capitol building during a joint session of Congress. But how best do we define that which we witnessed? Was it a contingent of peaceful protesters, a riot gone wrong, an intentional act of sedition, of insurrection, an orchestrated act of terror, another example of white privilege, or something in between? We are here to find out. We begin, as always, by asking the most important question of all. What are your thoughts, America? In case you didn't know, you're like the best audience anyone could ever hope for. I appreciate every one of you, your listenership, and the amazing community that we're building together. Our best path forward is one in which we can share our questions, concerns, and opinions with one another and know that they're heard. What we're doing here, you and I may seem insignificant, but I trust that in time, our example of it engaging in civil discord, sharing a laugh or two at one another's expense, disagreeing at times, but working together with others will prove to be the winning combination. So again, I want to thank you. All right. As it relates to yesterday's events, I guess the best place to begin is at the beginning. And that's by being as open and honest as I can be in regards to my personal feelings on what we all witnessed yesterday. Now, to be fair, I place little value on the art of protest. I mean, I look back throughout history, and I can't think of any good examples where protesting actually worked, where the people who did it got exactly what they wanted. It's not that I don't support the right to protest, because I do. I just don't view it as an effective tool. Civil disobedience is like the next step past protest, right? I don't agree with it either because you're breaking rules. You're causing trouble. And and, and I know sometimes, sometimes you need to. And if I'm being honest, civil disobedience works a little bit better than just marching down the street chanting some predisposed or uh, you know practiced and rehearsed sentence or phrase or motto. I mean, at least there are some instances where civil disobedience worked. For instance, the set-ins during the civil rights era. They worked. Of course, we could always go to war. That is an option. It should be the last one. It should always be the last one. Having served my country in Iraq, I know exactly what it feels like to put your life on the line. And when you're doing that, you need to know that it is the last resort, that there's no other way of achieving the same goal and that the goal is worth achieving. So I just still don't view that as a viable option. Now, there is another option, the grown-up option, 
when you find that you've come to this point in the conversation when words don't seem to be working anymore and you're getting nowhere with the person that's across the table from you and all you're doing is yelling and fussing and fighting and calling names and just shut up. Just realize the folly of the situation for what it is. Be an adult. Be mature. And say, we're getting nowhere. Let's table this issue. We're too far apart. Instead, let's find something we can agree on and work on that. So that maybe we can build a little trust amongst ourselves. So that you know I'm not just looking out for me, but for you too. And and I can learn the same thing that you're looking out for me, just like you're looking out for you. And crazy things happen when you build trust with people. I mean, that's how things get done at the local level all the time. I mean, if the local level was ran the way the federal level is, anytime somebody gets pissed off, they just start marching and chanting. Your town would be shut down all the time. Nothing would get done. If, If it was constant civil disobedience, nothing would get done. Your sheriff, your your police police chief, he'd pull his hair out, he'd be bald from stress. And God forbid there was war because you didn't agree with the color of roses that should go in the town center. But it seems like we've come to that point in our country where we're ready to go fight and kill and 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 do whatever it takes to to make sure that the the color of rose and the color of flowers that we want is the one that's lying in the garden at the White House. We're going to fight over everything now because nothing's sacred anymore. I don't know that I agree with that. I don't know that that's the best way forward for our country. So, with that said, I want to state clearly and concisely I want to make sure that there's no doubt or question as to what I mean when I say what I'm about to say. I wholeheartedly disapprove of the actions of those who engaged in storming the Capitol building. Those who trespassed and loitered. Those who destroyed property and who engaged in petty theft. And the reason I disagree is because when I ask myself the question, what you gained, I can't think of one. So I'm asking you, what did you gain? What was accomplished? From my perspective, the answer is nothing. In fact, if anything, your actions serve to derail the efforts of others who wanted to debate legitimate questions. Were the electors legitimate? Were the state processes of, and, and modus operandi of selecting these electors legitimate? But we never really got to talk about that because of you. Your actions stopped that conversation in its tracks. You stole any momentum from the movement and you presented the opposite. You gave the Democrats, my friends, the opposition You basically cut their cake and fed it to them because you gave them every excuse to shut the conversation down. Which brings me to my next question. Where was Black Lives Matter? Where was Antifa? I don't recall in recent history wherein Trump has been able to hold a rally or a protest where there wasn't a counter-protest going on. But all of a sudden, at this public event that everybody knew that was going to happen, 
suddenly, suddenly, they didn't want to protest anymore? Why? Because Joe Biden won? So now they just dissolved? They're no longer needed? Or maybe because they were there and just dressed like everybody else who came to cause havoc and diversions just like it's alleged that they came and caused those same types of havoc and diversions during Black Lives Matter movements, right? I mean, that's, that's what they were saying. Maybe that's, maybe that's what was up. But before you label me a conspiracy theorist, I'm not suggesting that's true. I'm just, I'm just asking a question, and that's, that's the problem here. There's a myriad of questions that need to be asked. <laughs> but our mainstream media is refusing to ask them. They're refusing to engage in actual journalism. Instead, they seem hell-bent on just stoking the flames with more diverse rhetoric. They just want to keep doing what they've been doing and changing nothing. But folks, when nothing changes, nothing changes. I'm your host, Jason Varner, and on this episode of American Huddle, we're tackling the chaos that erupted at the Capitol building yesterday. The question is, what was it? Was it a peaceful riot? Was it a terrorist act? An insurrection? I don't know, sedition? According to CNN, MSNBC, and the elected Democrats, it's, well, just listen. This is treason. This is treason. This is insurrection. This is rebellion. Period. Winston Churchill uh, said dictators ride to and fro upon tigers which they dare not dismount and the tigers are getting hungry. The president sits in the White House and the tigers are loose uh, at the Capitol. These people need to be prosecuted and arrested. They need to lose their jobs and their businesses. I want to be very clear. Those who perform these reprehensible acts cannot be called protesters. No, these were rioters and insurrectionists, goons and thugs, domestic terrorists. They do not represent America. They were a few thousand violent extremists who tried to take over the Capitol building and attack our democracy. They must and should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law, hopefully by this administration, if not, certainly by the next. They should be, they should be provided no leniency. No leniency. No leniency because it was treason. No leniency because they're tigers and they've been let loose on Washington. Nope, they need to be arrested and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law because they're not protesters. They're rioters, they're insurrectionists, and they're terrorists. Now, have these events 
been isolated and like, I don't know, two years worth of other protests haven't taken place leading up to them. And this was the response of the news media. If this was CNN's position, right, after seeing this riot for the first time and had not commented on any other protest like it, I would have said, ah, okay, that might be reasonable. Because here's my stance. If these people trespassed, they should be arrested. If they disobeyed, commands by police, direct orders by police, arrest them. If they destroyed public property, arrest them. If they caused bodily injury to anybody, arrest them. If they conducted acts of terrorism, arrest them. Arrest them. Do more than arrest them. Arrest them, charge them, and prosecute them to the fullest extent of the law. I 100% agree with that. I think their positions are reasonable as it relates to what happened in Washington yesterday. And maybe you don't agree with me, but I think we can all say, at the very least, they're understandable. If it wasn't for the inconvenient fact that these very same people had taken dramatically different uh, stances, let's just say, just a few short months ago, everything they just said would have been reasonable. If they had not taken near polar opposite, no, no, not near, if they had not taken polar opposite positions on previous protests just a few months ago. If they would have said, when the feminist stormed the the Senate building during the Kavanaugh hearings, entered the elevators with senators, threatened them, was well inside their personal bubble of safety, as they like to say that everybody deserves and needs and has a right to. When they were in their senators' faces, when they were screaming and harassing them in their faces, when they were accosting them and threatening them because they didn't want Kavanaugh appointed, if they would have said, that's insurrection, if they would have said, that's sedition, if they would have said, those women going up there doing that was stopping the government from being able to do its job and as such qualifies for the definition of insurrection or sedition, if they just said that then, I wouldn't have had a problem with them saying it now, but they didn't. No, they didn't. They said that was righteous protest. When Black Lives Matter and Antifa were protesting nationwide, destroying property, burning down businesses, ripping down public statues, holding state capitol buildings hostage, attacking and murdering police officers, if these were people would have came out strongly and said these were acts of terror, these were active goons and of bullies, then I would have agreed with them today and then. But that's not what they said. When BLM and Antifa established chop zones and chaz zones, these very same people calling Trump supporters insurrectionists, insurrectionists, seditionists, and terrorists today, they were defending them. They argued that no one said protests aren't violent. Don't take my word for it. Listen to theirs. And people are worried about the protesters and looters. 
And it's just people who are frustrated, who for far too long have not had their voices heard. We are not responsible for the mental illness that has been inflicted upon our people by the American government, institutions, and those people who are in positions of power. I don't give a damn if they burn down Target. That stands in stark contrast to the protests that we've seen over the last several weeks, and in some cases rioting and looting that has happened. Bakari, in your view, which response gets you further politically on the back end? Oh, I, I think both. I, I can't, I, I will not sit here under any circumstances and condemn rioting and looting without condemning the conditions underlying that led to them. What about protesting versus the forgiveness? Well, we're actually seeing, and I, this, is, this, is, this is conflicting, um, but I do think both are necessary. And so if you're concerned and upset about property being lost and things being burned, which is, which is, it should not be happening. I'm not condoning that. But you should care equally about the lives that have been lost. And if you, and, and when someone says, I don't, I don't condone the action, I don't agree with the action, but I understand the anger, right? And then the, the answer to that or the response to that is, well, then yes, you are, then you are telling people to go out there and riot. No, I'm not telling people to go out there and riot. The overwhelming majority of protesters in New York, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands, are peaceful protesters. And as you said, Joe, this is a great tradition of New York. Often New York is the conscience of the nation. We lead the country to realize our faults and to try and change them. And I think that I am proud that so many young people are out there. We've said over and over again, the greatest worry we have about the young people is that they're apathetic. And now they're not apathetic and they're looking at what is the poison of America, which has been racism and racial division, which has been with us for centuries and saying we must change it. And they're not just doing it for a day or two. They keep doing it day after day after day. The overwhelming majority peaceful. You know, the violence has to be condemned and it has to be punished. But Donald Trump is the person who wants us to think the protesters are all violent. And that's why he has to fire rubber bullets at families in Lafayette Park. The Donald Trump wants us to believe that every protester is a danger, when in fact our country is a nation of protests. The patriots were protesters um, uh, and created our country because of it. So I think that I'm proud of New York and I'm proud of the protests and um, uh, I think it's part of the tradition of New York. The violence is bad, reprehensible, should be condemned, but it is not the overwhelming picture in New York. Please show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful, because I can show you that outraged citizens are the ones who have made America what she is and led to any major milestones. They're here to yell, criticize, blame, and shame. Citizens have no duty to check their outrage. Citizens have no duty to check their outrage. Who said protest had to be peaceful? This is their words. When it was Black Lives Matter doing the rioting, looting, burning. This was their words when it was Antifa. Basically, this was their words when it was a party who shared similar political views to them. You heard Schumer there say, oh, well, we kind of condemn the violence, but, but, but most of the protesters were good people and they were peaceful protesters. 
or Bakari Sellers say, uh, I understand the anger. I understand the anger. I, I can't condemn the violence. I can't condemn the protest because I can't condemn the reasons that they're angry. Both are necessary. That's what he said. Both are necessary. Or when our Black Lives Matter representative said, she didn't give a damn if they burned down Walmart. She didn't give a damn if they burned down Target. She didn't give a damn if they burned down Advance. She didn't care if they burned down your businesses. If they blocked your roads, your streets. If they stopped you from going to work in order to provide for your family. She didn't care. It didn't matter then. They just want to be heard. They just want to be heard. That's all. Well, what do you think these people wanted yesterday? You don't think that they have their own reasons for doing what they did? You don't have to agree with them. I'm not saying that they're right. But they obviously feel that there has been a corrupt system of politics that is coming more to the light every day. And you can't say it don't exist, Democrats, because for the past four years, you've attacked a corrupt political system. Now the other side's saying the same thing. So everybody should be in agreement, right? Let's get to the bottom of it. Is there collusion with Russia? Did Russia interfere with this election? I don't know. I'm not saying they did or didn't. I'm just saying it's kind of odd that when Black Lives Matter and Antifa are protesting, it's it's okay. We need to, we need to make sure that we hear their voices. It's righteous what they're doing. It's their right. No one should have to check their rage. Not when it's them, but you let a couple hundred Trump supporters storm the Capitol building and take pictures at the desk of elected officials and steal a podium or a nameplate. Now, mind you, they didn't burn down the building, but, but, but still, they were in there. And they interrupted a meeting. You let them have it, and suddenly they're insurrectionist. Suddenly they're terrorist. They're seditionist. I'm not agreeing. I've already said at the beginning of this show, I disapprove wholeheartedly with them going up there acting like fools. And that's what they acted like. Absolute fools. They had no regard for law and order. And they did it anyways. But just because I don't agree with them doesn't mean I don't understand their frustration with the constant double standard leveled upon them and the guy that they support. Everything they do, bad. Everything the opposition does, good. That's never true. No side does it all right. But every day you cut on the news media and you heard what you just heard here. Now, I didn't say that they said those things. They said it with their own mouth. If I could ask the protesters to have changed one thing and them still be able to riot the way they did, I would have simply asked them to switch locations. Because storming the Capitol building did nothing. It made you look like assholes. And it put our nation at risk. Right? Think of all the security issues and the breaches that we had. Now Russia, China, Iran, they know exactly how many gas masks we have in the chamber, where they're located at. They know how many bunkers we have. Because the news media put that shit up. Way to go. And I'm not saying go and cause harm. Don't do bodily harm. That's ignorant. Don't wage war. But if you want to stage a protest, fine. Do that. 
politicians are fickle. You can win them over by simply saying you can have my vote. The news media thinks they own you guys. Jeez. I'll see you back in a few minutes. I'm your host, Jason Vaughner, and this is American Huddle. If this is your first time with us, welcome to the American Huddle family. If you like what you're hearing, please hit that subscribe button and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Parler, MeWe, or Tumblr by simply searching at American Huddle. Share us with your friends and family and encourage them to listen as well. Now, you know that the mainstream media and representatives from both parties have been quick to point the finger at President Donald Trump. They allege that his rhetoric at a rally that happened just a short time before this chaos broke out was what incited these people to storm the building. They continue to loop a single soundbite. Listen to me. A single soundbite. That's about, I don't know, 45, a 45-minute speech. This soundbite is probably like a minute. And they use it to level accusation after accusation against the president. I'm going to play that soundbite for you. Listen to what he said. We're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. We have come to demand that Congress do the right thing and only count the electors who have been lawfully slated, lawfully slated. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Okay. Okay, America. What are your thoughts? You heard the man. Did his words encourage violence? Or did they ask for peace? Did they demand violence? Or did they simply say protest? You tell me. I think I know what he said. I think I know what I heard. But maybe I'm wrong. Because according to CNN, he absolutely, hands down, incited violence by asking them to walk down to the Capitol building and cheer on the legislators who were protesting the electors and the process by which these electors was selected. <laughs> Things can get taken out of context. I'm not sure you take how you take that out of context. I'm not sure how you pull out of that any even remotely close idea that he's inciting violence. He didn't. How many times does he have to say peaceful in a, in a short soundbite for you to understand that he's saying, hey, be peaceful. Never once did he say storm the building. Never once did he say break in and loot. Never once did he say assault police. None of that. He just said protest peacefully. 
Which reminds me, in the last segment, I said if you're going to protest somebody, protest CNN, let me clarify. I am not condoning violence on CNN or MSNBC. If I'm in... If I'm inciting anything, I'm inciting you to pick up your remote and change the channel. Stop the brainwashing. Stop the negative Nancy. Stop the bullshit for a lack of a better term. But if you are going to protest, go protest there. Because that's who we actually have a problem with. These politicians, as I said before, they're fickle. You say, look... I'm going to round up, uh, you know, 25 times more, more of the voters than what you had last time, and we're going to put you out of office. Suddenly, they'll change their tune. Politicians are actually somewhat responsive to their constituency, at least at election time, because they want to be reelected. CNN don't give a damn. They make money off of selling you a lot of shit off of keeping you mad at one another, dividing you, and and making you angry. They make more money when you get on Facebook, go to their uh, page on Facebook or their website, click a link there, and share it on your page because it's just more people coming back to their website, commenting, just more traffic, which drives revenue for them through advertisements. Stop doing it. Shut them out. Cut them off and reduce them to their rightful position, which is, in my opinion, out of business. Just saying. You can't keep doing what you're doing, CNN, and get by with it. Now, the anchors didn't stop there, though, right? At CNN, MSC, even at Fox, they didn't stop there. They demanded the president respond for him to call for an end to the occupation of the Capitol building, for him to bring more police, and for him to order in more National Guard soldiers. Now, the police is really under the jurisdiction of the mayor. I mean, yes, he has federal troops and things like that, but the police was on the mayor. Why weren't they there to begin with? I mean, again, it's a well-known protest. Just saying, I've seen more police at a football game. Just going to leave it right there. These people who just a short time ago villainized him for doing the exact same things they were telling him he needed to do right then. When he called for law and order, when there was people protesting all across the country, when they were setting up chop zones and chaz zones and whatever acronym zone that you want to throw out there that these idiots have come up with, when he said, stop, I'm going to send in the federal troops, we're going to send in the National Guard, these governors said, oh, no, you're not. You're, you're not, no, 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 you're not doing it under my watch, no. No, no, these people have a right to protest. But now you want him to come out and denounce it? Well, guess what, guys? He did. He did. Here's what he said. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us, from me, from you, from our country. 
This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. So here's the president. He releases this video and some tweets. And what happens? Twitter pulls the video. Facebook bans him. Twitter bans him. Instagram's banned. Off this false premise that he incited. This is what I'm talking about. Can we have a real conversation? The man come out. He released this video. He said, look. I understand that you're hurt. I understand that you're mad. I understand that you want to fix this problem that we all know exists or all believe exists. But you got to do it peacefully. And right now, it's better if you just go home. Go home. I know how you feel. I'm hurt too. Was that good enough? No. They banned him. They said that he didn't do enough. Nothing this man does is ever enough. He gives this country the best economy it's ever had. Not enough. They say he stole that economy. He stole it from the past president who was barely able to manage 1.5% GDP growth. Let's just talk about facts. They say this man wanted to start wars. He was crazy. He shouldn't have access to the to the nuclear codes. Uh, you know, uh, he's going to have us in wars with Iran and North Korea and China and anybody else, Russia. He's, he, he didn't. We're on better footing with North Korea than we've ever been. China was finally starting to get put in their place. Russia has backed down completely. And there's Middle Eastern peace deals. Middle Eastern peace deals. That ain't good enough. That ain't good enough. They chastised him. They belittled him. They malingered. They did everything they could every step of the way. Nothing he did was good enough. It isn't fair, and people see it. Full disclosure, I'm a Trump supporter. Full disclosure, I treated President Obama with respect. I will treat President Biden with respect. Since yesterday, since that man has been nominated as president, since it is basically official, come his uh, inauguration on January twentieth. I won't even. I don't. I won't even crack a joke about him. I respect the office. I respect the position that much. I know what it is to run for local office and to lose, and to run for local office and to win. I know how much work it took, how much I sacrificed from time with my family, how hard it was every day knocking on doors, talking to people that didn't give a shit about you being there, but wanted you to work miracles once you were. I know how hard it was. This man, he won. I don't like it. I don't agree with him, but he won. He won an office that's a million times tougher to win than what I won. I will respect him with every fiber of my being so long as he holds that office because he accomplished the task the same way I respected Trump, the same way I respected President Obama. And if you want to talk about insurrection and sedition and, 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 and being mutiny, uh, treason, whatever word you want to throw out, 
All of you assholes out there constantly belittling whoever holds the office, whether it's the Republicans when there's a Democrat in or a Democrat when there's a Republican in, you need your old, you, what you need is your grandpa if he's not in the ground or if he's not alive to come back up out of that grave and take one of those old straps to your ass and whoop some damn common sense into you. It's the president of the United States. Respect the office. It's the Congress. It's Nancy Pelosi. It's Chuck Schumer. They've earned the right to be there. I don't agree with them. And I'll crack a joke every once in a while. But let me tell you something. I respect what they say even if I disagree with it. Even if it, even if it smacks of hypocrisy. At the end of the day, I'm going to treat them with respect. You want to know why? Because they earned it. They earned it. I'm sick and tired of the bullshit. People in this country is sick and tired of the bullshit. We're all acting like grown-ass babies. I'm pissed my president didn't win. In my mind, he was cheated out of that office. But what you did not see me do was take my pale white ass up to Washington and charge a building and put my life and the life of my friends and my family in danger. I didn't do it. For all of you who did, you were dumbasses, for a lack of a better term. For all of you Black Lives Matter protesters, all of you Antifa protesters, dumbasses. Burning down businesses, dumb. Killing police officers, dumb. None of that's American. None of it. And if that's not, I'm just going to drop that one because I could go on all night long. I will leave you on that subject with these words. And this is, guess what? This is a, an explicit uh, podcast. Grow the fuck up. Put this country first. Republicans, pull up your pants and put the country first. Get over it. Mr. Trump, President Trump, I'll vote for you again if you run. But until you run again, now that it's over, suck up the loss, big guy. You Look. You've failed before. You've struggled and lost before, and you bounce back. I'm sure you'll do it again. I believe in you, and I'll be there for you. Democrats, you won. You got the Senate, you got the House, and you got the President. Do your jobs. There's American people in the middle of a pandemic that don't have jobs because of you. Stop playing political theater and do your damn job. Because if you don't, Republicans and Democrats, if you don't, Yesterday won't be the last day of shit like that happening. There's going to be more. As much as none of us want it, if you don't put it, if you don't adopt change right now, if you don't grow up right now and start acting like statesmen right now, then you're going to be in trouble. Because that proverbial wood is already dried out. It wants to burn. And it's only going to take the smallest of matches struck at the right time to catch it on fire. And once it starts, you're not going to be able to put it out. Both sides grow up. It's over. The fun and games are over. A woman was shot in the throat. Killed, dead, never to be heard from again. She was young, 14-year veteran, had another whole life ahead of her. Gone. Done. For what?
For what? So you can blame the president, Democrats? So you can get your political theater Republicans? We all know you wouldn't have done anything to over... Even if the ever, all the evidence in the world could have, be, could have been presented to you, both Democrats and Republicans, and none of you would have done anything about it. We know that. We know that. If we're being honest with ourselves... No matter what would have been said or done yesterday, nothing would have changed. So I'm over it. I'm over it. I will respect President Biden. I will treat him with the respect he deserves. I will respect that position. And I hope and I pray for myself, for all this cussing, and for him leading our nation. And you should too. But that isn't where the bizarre stuff ends. This this next part's got to come to an end too. At some point, you got to move past the nonsense. What am I talking about? Let me tell you. Let me read you a few tweets. One from a Roxanne Gay at at R. Gay on Twitter. Always interesting to see how white protesters encounter so little resistance and breach the Capitol with the vice president there while black protesters would be lying dead in front of the Capitol building right now. Roxanne. (laughs) No, no, just. Ibram X. Zindi. Dr. Ibram, at Dr. Ibram on Twitter. White privilege is on display like never before in the U.S. Capitol. If those were black people, we all know what would be happening to them right now. What what would be happening to them, Ibram? Roxanne, how many dead bodies did you see at Black Lives Matter protests? At Antifa protests? None! None! None of them were killed. None of them. A white woman was shot dead yesterday, though. Unarmed, shot dead. Where's the outrage? Where's the calls for police brutality? Not that I'm saying they should be any. I'm just pointing out the bias. If you want to know the truth, and this is probably going to piss some people off on the right, as much as I hate it for her family and for her, because I'm sure she never could have imagined herself being shot dead. But you know, you play stupid games and you win stupid prizes. This is what happens when people engage in stupid activities. She's dead now. Never coming back. But instead of talking about that, this is what people on YouTube and Twitter want to talk about right here. Listen. If you don't know about white privilege, you know now, because today was the day, honey. Now, you can't tell me. You can't not tell me, looking at this video, that if they were black and brown people, that this would have even happened. Let alone go this far, but it wouldn't even have happened in the first damn place yeah well it did happen when you stormed multiple businesses across this country when you burned them down when you looted them when you killed police officers 
when you beat police officers, when you destroyed private property, when you took over entire zones within cities. You didn't get shot and you didn't get stopped and there wasn't people laying all over the ground. You were wrong when you did that. These people were wrong yesterday. But you know what? Who am I? I'm just the -the run-of-the-mill guy who has a podcast and says what he wants. You tell me if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, tell me. Your opinion matters to me. I want to know your thoughts. Visit us on Facebook, Parler, Twitter, MeWe, Tumblr. Leave a comment. Send me a private message. I want to know your thoughts. If you really think, if you're a black person in America today and you really think that it would have ended differently for you than in what it did for those people, let me know. I'm only one person. I've only got two eyes. I only see it from my perspective. Let me know. Maybe you can change my mind. But at the end of the day, all that matters anyways to me is that we realize it's time to grow up. We've got to grow up. Move on. Fight again in 2022 and in 2024, Republicans. Do the best job you can with what you got, damn Gotta. Because if we don't, we might as well go ahead and take down those uh, red and white stripes, blue, black, and white stars. And uh, raise the old red and yellow Chinese flag because it's coming. It's coming. They're poised to, they're poised to become the world superpower. China is ready. They've got the money. They've got the infrastructure. They've got the reach. They're ready, and they want it, and we're playing right into their hands. Which brings me to my last sound clip of the day. Maybe the one that pisses me off the most. I have never lived through or even imagined an experience like the one we have just witnessed in this capital. President Franklin Roosevelt set aside December 7th, 1941, as a day that will live in infamy. Unfortunately, we can now add January 6th, 2021, to that very short list of dates in American history that will live forever in infamy. In infamy? Yesterday will live in infamy? You want to compare it to Pearl Harbor? Schumer, sir, Senator Schumer, be as respectful as I can. 2,400 plus people died at Pearl Harbor. 2,400. Our nation was attacked from a foreign enemy. It got us, that action, that attack, put us on a collision course with World War II. That, that's, that's another time period of infamy, infamy for me. Because 403,000, I'm sorry, 405,000 Americans died in that war. 75 to 80 million worldwide, but 405,000 Americans. 
they died. That's something that will live on in my memory forever. 9-11. I was a freshman in high school. 9-11. That, that is a day of infamy for me, sir. Nearly 3,000 of my fellow Americans died. That's, that's a day of infamy for me. I'm not going to remember in five years a day when protesters decided that they were going to go sit down at Nancy Pelosi's desk. Just not going to remember that. It was ignorant, stupid, immature. It got us absolutely nothing, but it's not a day of infamy, sir. Stop the political theater, Senator Schumer. Grow up. Lives are at risk. And with that, we're going to call it a night. Be sure to check us out at AmericanHuddle.com and keep your eye out for our all-new American Huddle merch. I believe that's coming in February. So be sure to check us out. Again, like us on Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, Tumblr, Baller. There's probably 100 other ones I don't remember. And, of course, visit us. Again, at AmericanHuddle.com or American Pod Talk. We appreciate American Pod Talk. And thank you to UCC Studios for this beautiful studio where we get to do what we love to do. America, I love you. I love you, America. And I hope tomorrow we can wake up in a better place than where I'm going to sleep tonight. God bless. See you next week on American Huddle.